Hey everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Group podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about the waypoints of leadership. Today, you have your hosts, Nathan Westfall and Michael Moore. Michael, how's it going? Howdy. Perfect. Good answer that time. Yeah, that was good. I'm doing well. Doing fantastic. Happy belated turkey day to everyone. That's true. This will be right after turkey day. I hope everyone got full of turkey, had a great Black Friday, but at this rate, Black Wednesday. Apparently, Wednesday starts at Walmart. So, it's crazy. Ridiculous. And a Cyber Monday. Yeah. And Giving Tuesday. What? And yeah, there's Giving Tuesday. And Is it because you bought so much on Black Friday slash Cyber Monday? They had to make up Giving Tuesday. Yeah, to make so. people feel less guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, first off, talking about the waypoints of leadership. What is a waypoint, and how does it even apply to leadership? All right, so I want to talk airline language because uh, if you know me, I love to travel. No, really? Yes, I love to travel. (laughs) I am a proud supporter of Delta Airlines at the moment and hopefully will continue to be Delta Airlines. Proud. You might as well just be sponsored by Delta. No, Delta, I need you to sponsor me, please. Just give me a few tickets a year. And I, look, I promote you at least once a month from the stage. That's all I have to say. So it's already been two weeks in a row. I can say confidently in terms of City Church messages at the time of this, it might be three. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, I'm talking about it next week, too. Yeah, so, so it will be three weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. so Delta, hook hook a brother up. Um, so in in airline talk, there's a lot of code, code words that they use. And so some of you guys may know this as far as like airport codes. Airport codes are always three letters. And so Albany, A-L-B, Atlanta, A-T-L. Um, Houston, IAH, um, New York City, it depends on where you're flying out of. It's either JFK, LGA, or e- EWN, I believe, um, e- oh, yeah. for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Newark. And and so Boston, BOS, Charlotte, CLT, or CTL. I always get those two mixed up, one of the two. Um, so every airport has got a three-digit code, but whenever a plane takes off, they have to communicate with flight control as well. And in flight control, uh, they communicate not by latitude and longitude like what we would think about. They they communicate by waypoints. And what waypoints are is it's a five-letter code that they use to be able to navigate where they're going and their speed and their altitude uh, to their destination. And so I, I think about it like this. Remember playing games as a kid and how you would get to a certain point in a game and you would hit a checkpoint. And it would say you've reached this checkpoint, and then if you died in the game, you would reappear at that checkpoint. Waypoints are essentially checkpoints in the air for airline pilots to be able to communicate with air traffic control set up by the FAA um, so that they would know where the plane is going, the next checkpoint or the next waypoint that they had to reach in order to be able to reach their final destination. Now, before I get into all of that, um, we start at one airport, we end up at another airport, and our, the next airport is our final destination. So I'm going to use an easy one in Delta terms. Start at ALB, Albany, New York, headed to Atlanta, ATL. It's an hour and 45-minute flight, and uh, whenever a plane takes off, they have these different checkpoints, these different waypoints that they communicate with air traffic control. And so organizationally, in leadership, how this applies is we all know or we should know where we are as an organization, the current health, the current stats, the current profits, the current attendance, the current uh, volunteers or employees, whatever it may be. And then we communicate uh, our final destination. The waypoints between 
where we are and where we want to go, say at the end of a year, at the end of three years, whatever it may be, the waypoints are the checkpoints that we have organizationally to be able to get us from point A to point B to where our final destination is. And just for humor's sake, uh, I think this is this is kind of cool. I just want to go over some of the waypoints that yeah, are in the do. air. Yeah. And so, again, this is all, and I'll kind of spell these out for you. These are all different waypoints that are legitimately, you can Google this, you can go to the FAA, and you can find out this is factual. I'm not just saying this, but these are different waypoints or checkpoints in the air for for airline uh, pilots. If you're flying over New York City, there's two waypoints. Um, One is Jimmy, J-I-M-E-E. The other one is Fallon, F-A-L-O-N. If you're flying over Cleveland, uh, there's one called LeBron, L-E-B-R-N. Um, if you're flying around Disney in Orlando, there's one called Piglet, P-I-G-L-T. There's another one called Jasmine, J-A-Z-M-N. If you're in Kentucky, there's one waypoint that is called Bourbon, B-R-B-O-N. And my personal favorite um, is there's a, <laughs> I think this is awesome, for all of our Star Wars fans out there, there are three different waypoints that literally say, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> and it's L-U-K-K-E. I'm sorry, L-U-U-K-E is the first one. Luke, I am your, I-A-M-U-R. And father, it's F-A-D, uh, F-A-D-D-R. And so I think that, you know, it's like literally, this is U.S. Flight 1622 traveling from Luke to I am. And then they get to I am. Uh, I am your father. You know, I just I think I think it's humorous, and so. But seriously, go Google this. And so, I uh, actually, while you're doing that, I looked it up in the show notes. So they're going to be down there, and there's sixty four thousand, or yeah, sixty four thousand ones approved by the FAA. Yeah, that's insane. And so the one the one in Albany, New York, is Y A Y N V. I have yeah, exactly. So that one isn't near as creative or clever. Um, but there's, I mean, there's tons of them out there and they try to do it uh, based upon the geographical region and try to make it humorous and stuff like that. And so it is cool, but the waypoints are checkpoints. They're, they're checkpoints for the pilot to be able to get the plane from point A to point B. And I believe that in every ministry and every, uh, uh, with every leader, with every organization, profit or nonprofit, you need to have checkpoints uh, for how you're doing organizationally to be able to get you from point A to point B. And so that is what a waypoint, that's a long explanation of what a waypoint is. That's good. No, that's good. Um, how do you, how can you define, uh, let me think of this, how can a leader define the waypoints in their ministry? Uh, I think that it's starting with a destination. How do you want it to be? And starting with a realistic destination. And so we do, and we've said this before, every year we do a yearly planning meeting. And so at that planning meeting, we kind of come up with the big things that we want to happen during the year and where we want to be at the end of the following year. And by the end, we usually look at it. Our planning meetings happen in the fourth quarter, so usually October, November. And so by the end, we are usually talking about around the November time. Christmas for us is always kind of a staple. It's it's pretty similar almost every year. Um, but like, so where do we want to be attendance wise? Where do we want to be in groups? Where do we want to be in volunteerism? Where do we want to be with campus launches? Where do we want to be in with our themes? Where do we want to be in, um, in, in different areas? And, and, um, and so I think defining, looking at where you want to be in a year and then what are some 
clear, measurable, realistic expectations or steps to be able to get you to your goal. Because you can have a great goal, you can have a great destination, but if people don't know how to actually get to your destination, um, they're going to be lost. So if I got in a plane and I tried flying to Atlanta, I would not be able to get us to Atlanta. Um, That's why I trust on somebody else who is very well educated to be able to follow waypoints, checkpoints, to be able to get us to Atlanta. And so it's the same thing in ministry or organizational leadership. Yeah. What happens when you don't hit a waypoint or, or in this case, a goal? I think that's good. And so, again, going back to air traffic control, um, I, I think it's I think sometimes life happens. Sometimes you have unexpected things that happen. You lose staff members. Your organization outgrows where you were anticipating it to happen. You lose a lot of people. You have a high turnover. You have building issues or tenant issues or whatever it may be. And so obviously life is going to end up happening. It's the same thing as a storm happening whenever you're in the air. Um, we've <laughs> you just rolled your eyes. I know. On the last plane I flew on, we diverted because it was it was a Delta flight. Now it's no fault of Delta, but it was the worst turbulence I've ever felt in an airplane. Like I was next to the wing and it was like it's gonna snap in half. Yeah, was it shaking and stuff? Oh, like- it was more than shaking. It was like I had to put my laptop away because at one point my laptop left off the the tray and really it was pretty bad yeah i've never experienced it like that but i think you were with me flying from iah which was houston to we were supposed to fly into albany yes and yep. storms happen and stuff and so so think about it like this whenever there's storms that happen in life or things that that flare up in ministry or in organizational leadership it's going to sidetrack you it's going to derail you a little yep. bit and and the same thing with um with a pilot, they may have to change the checkpoints that they go to. They may have to adjust the checkpoints as the year goes. I'm going to talk specifically for a year because we're going to get into that in a minute. They may have to change the checkpoints uh, that they have for the year to be able to get you to the goal. You can still get to your goal, but it may not be at the time frame that you want it to be. It may be yep. a little bit longer. It may also be sooner. And there may be uh, added checkpoints or added things that end up coming up uh, that you just have to deal with. It's a, it's a part of life. It's going to happen. And, and so you have to be willing to adjust. And so you want the checkpoints or the waypoints in there as, as a firm thing when you start, but also understand that as the year progresses, it's going to adjust some. Yeah. Up a month, yep. back a month, delayed, sure. um, whatever it may be. And so I think it's very similar to that. And so uh, I wouldn't be upset about it, um, but I would also understand that its changes are going to take place. Yeah, and as long as we're talking about metaphors here with planes, I mean, you could even – just have to be prepared to go with the flow at any time. I mean, that same trip back when we were going from IH to Albany, um, I mean, we didn't even go to Albany. We landed in oh, Connecticut right. yeah. and drove over, right? We still got to the same destination, but four hours later, and we had to take a plane and a car. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I remember that. Um, so how realistic should the leader be, and should the leader get input from other people on the team? Yeah, so I think it depends on what it is that your end result is trying to be. And so I'll use our Rensselaer campus launch. And so I went into a meeting and I said, I want to launch a campus in Rensselaer at this date right here. And um, and that was my firm date. I even think I announced it from a stage, which was a, which was a negative. It was a no-no for me. I've learned that since then. Uh, because once we started digging into it, I didn't realize how much would actually have to take place before we could ever have our first Sunday experience launched yep. as a campus. I mean, you think about for us, it was it was finding a campus pastor, it was finding worship leaders, uh, coordinators or worship coordinator, hosting funding. coordinator, funding. 
I mean, tens of thousands of dollars, planning, marketing, prep, all this stuff. And so as a visionary, my idea was, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do this by this date. And once we sat down, uh, I think we had 103 steps that we wrote out in order to be able to get the campus launched from where we were to opening day. And, and the processor on the team, Gabe, he's like, it's probably not going to be till this time. And I gave him so much pushback. Um, and we even got into it a little bit. And uh, now looking back at it, he was correct. And I was wrong because it took much longer than I expected. Yep. And we had to learn a lot. Um, and so moving forward with the launch of our third campus, Cohoes, uh, I know that it's going to take probably longer than I expect. But I also, because we've done it now, I have clear expectations on what to expect. And so, so jumping back then to the question, uh, how realistic should a leader be? Uh, and should they get other input? Most definitely. Yeah. Most yep. definitely. And and so if it's a big thing, now if it's a sermon series, you may not need a whole lot of lot of input uh, input from other people. Like like here's what I want to do. Here's what I feel led to do. Boom 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 boom. Push it out. That's easy, right? But if you're talking about starting an entirely different campus or church that's going to affect um, your current campus, it's going to affect people's lives. It's going to be people moving and and cross-pollinating and stuff, you need to get a team in around that. And as a visionary, it's easy to get uh, so distracted by the vision that you forget all of the execution that actually takes place. And so you need those people who are going to give you pushback. You need those people who are going to challenge you. And you need those processors who are going to write it out and come back to you. Here's my 103 steps to be able uh, to get this done. So I definitely think that you need input on larger stuff from teams. If it's a short decision... Probably not. But if you're thinking about your destination organizationally, it's probably going to be large decisions that's going to end up getting you to your destination. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, and just so I know, if you're a visionary like Michael, you can have all the ideas in the world and your team will support you. Just don't say a date. You should be yeah. in charge of that. I, I, look, <laughs> I'm making I, that as a joke to you. But like, <laughs> no, because uh, I've definitely come out. Like there, there are some, So if we're doing conference for next year. We're able to set a date on that, but we've also done large events now, and so we kind of yes. know what to expect and how much preparation exactly. goes into yeah. it. Um, but on on launching something brand new, it man, it is better to wait six months and to do it right than to to push it out prematurely and to have a uh, child on life support for yeah. the next year. Yeah. Walk us through now some of the the waypoints for City Church in 2019, right? It's 2018 right now. What are we looking like for 2019? Yeah, so uh, this actually kind of came from from prayer and fasting. And so I'll actually, I'll go over, this is what I laid out a few weeks ago for our church and um, kind of the waypoints. And I actually kind of gave this very similar illustration for it all. Um, this is where we're wanting to go. This is what it looks like. Some I did give a definite time, time frame on because we do know others I did not. But here's where we want to be at the end of 2019. Uh, behind the scenes, we know our attendance goals. We know our salvation goals, our baptisms goals, groups, participation, volunteers, et cetera, et cetera. We, we know all of those goals internally. I did not go to the congregation and present. We would like to be at X amount of people, yeah. you know, 12 months yep. from now. But what I did say is here's our mission, and this is where we feel God is leading us to. And so we actually started out and we blanketed it under this umbrella of a theme, um, and our theme for 2019 is for the one. And it's yep. something that came from prayer and fasting. Uh, I actually saw something that someone else posted, and it caught my attention. I was like, man, that's so good. I brought it to the elders. They actually 
um, took a little bit more into it than I originally thought. They pointed out some other things for the one, for God, also for the one reaching the one, the lost, right? And so it ties specifically into our mission. And then from there, we started saying, well, we know that we want to launch another campus. We know we want to do a conference. We know we want to do all this stuff. And so I was able to come up with a timeline internally of how this would look and kind of lay out, here's some waypoints. I'm going to get into the specifics in just a second. Uh, Here's the waypoints for City Church into into 2019 and beyond, I think is how I worded it. And so um, so our theme is for the one. So that's our theme. Our, 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 um, and, and kind of here's the waypoints. And so by Easter of 2019, our Albany campus is going to be moving into a different building. Um, yeah, it's, yep. it's, that's a one waypoint. Uh, another is, uh, we by Easter of 2019. I'm laughing because speaking of waypoints, armory is five letters. So, oh, there you go. Boom. Waypoint. So boom. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> totally got me sidetracked. So, our Rensselaer campus, by Easter of 2019, we want to uh, do a complete update. Update on yep. lighting, get more signs, get more kids' equipment. Uh, we have also have three different uh, what we call next-gen. Next-gen is kids, youth, and college age. And so we have goals for our next-gen department of, of equipment that we want to purchase, things that we want to do, curriculum. Same thing with youth, how we want to be more involved in the community with our teenagers. And then also for us, we have a lot of young adults. We don't have anything for the young adults. So in 2019, uh, we want to start a young adults ministry. As far as future locations go, uh, our goal is, and this is how I worded it, to start the process of planting our third location in Cohoes, which is a city um, in about 20, 25 minutes north of where we are. Uh, Cohoes, New York. Uh, and then I also laid out a potential location in the future that we are praying about just so that we can get it out there as well. And then our other waypoint is conference for 2019, which that date is kind of already set. And and so that's another one. So these are milestones or waypoints that we are shooting to hit. It's not guaranteed we're going to hit. And right, so right. let me, this is the detail. So in our discussion with the team, 10, 10 people around a room, we were talking It's like, how on earth are we going to launch a campus in 2019? And so we kind of had to backtrack a little bit. Looking back at the 103 steps that it took to launch Rensselaer. And, um, well, first we have to find a campus pastor. And so we have now uh, put a specific date of this is when we have to have a campus pastor. If we don't have a campus pastor by this date, the whole project's going to get pushed back. Because we can't move forward with the other stuff until we have a campus pastor. Then we have to identify our core team or our coordinators who are going to be going there. Uh, if we don't have the coordinators by this date, the whole thing is going to be pushed back. Uh, then we're going to hold a few events in Cohoes, night of worship or an outreach, whatever it may be. Um, but if we don't have a campus pastor, how are we ever going to be able to b- build a core team? And if we don't have a campus pastor and core team, there's no way that we can ever hold an event over there. Right. Because yep. we would be holding an event with our current volunteers, which would be exhausting them. Yep. And pulling from the resources that are already used in, in other areas. And and so these are kind of some of the specifics. And then we have a tentative timeline of if we hit the campus pastor, if we get the core team, if we do the event over there, if we start holding interest meetings, if we uh, budget, and that's a whole other topic, if we have all the finances in line, if we have... Uh, the marketing taking place, then potentially yep. in the fall we can start holding preview experiences. Yeah. Potentially, yep. But there's all of these different waypoints that we have to hit, or these different checkpoints that we have to hit in order for this campus to actually get off the ground. Um, 
And so that's kind of the way that uh, that we are that we're looking at it with that. And and you know, um, you know, just like if I was flying from Albany to Atlanta and I get detoured out to Michigan because of a snowstorm or whatever else. Um, if I get detoured, it's going to take me a little bit longer to get to my destination. We're going to launch Cohoes. It may not be in the timeline that we originally see, but we're going to launch Cohoes. And because we don't know the timeline specifically, and we can't put a date to it, we're not going to publicly say a date it, what a date is. We internally know, but not publicly. So, Yeah, and I, I mean, this is good that you mentioned. This actually got me thinking. So at my office, um, totally not the same thing, but uh, we do planning sessions and uh Four-month increments, right? So every four months, we have a list of stuff that we have to get done. Right. But the way the way we do planning um, is kind of the same way, right? We know that all of the stuff might not get done within the first two weeks or the first three weeks, but it's going to get done by April or whatever. Right. Um, we actually go a little bit further than that, and we, let's say, for four months have 12 tasks to do, right? We know that eight of these things have to get done by April, and we have... Out of out of so there's twelve total. Out of those eight, they have to get done. Two of these we want to get done, but if they have to fall off until the next four months, that's totally acceptable. Right. right. And then two more that are even like if we have time, we will get them done, but it's not a requirement they can get phased off. So if you think about it, we actually plan the entire year. In your case, it might be two years or whatever, but we plan right. the entire year ahead of time, and we know that hey, we're not going to get all of this done. But if we do, we know what we can pull off of, and we're okay with this sliding stuff off. So it's not just a matter yeah. of planning. It's knowing your priority, and it's a hard conversation because especially someone as a visionary, you want to get everything done. You want to get everything done now. Realistically, sitting down and saying, hey, I know this. all of this needs to get done. What can I say has to get done versus what I want to get done and what is okay being pushed off because of these delays and other things that happen um, and still still hit my goal? Yeah, and I, I think that that's awesome that you brought that up. And something else I'd say, just to kind of tag along that, is anytime you put your attention to somewhere else, you're putting less attention on something All else. The time. And you have to you have to plan for that. There's yes. no way yeah. around that. You have to, when you do your planning, you cannot expect you to spend 40 hours a week or more on that thing. You know you're going to get pulled different ways. You know there's going to be a crisis halfway through the year. And that's why you have those extra items because, hey, if there's less crises than you think there's going to be, then you can do that extra item. But you need to plan out for those times. Yeah, I de man, that's that that's good. That's good. And so for everyone out there, like it does, it takes a lot of planning and plan, 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 plan. And, and yeah. Cool. In order to reach the waypoints, what must the team and the leader do? Like, what, what are some steps? Like, we have this great plan. We have all this stuff. What are now, I guess, action items or something that you can think yeah, of? Yeah, actually, you, you just said it. Uh, action items are it. And so, so we know what needs to be done in January if we're going to hit a fall preview experience for Cahos. Um, and so in January, now, if this has to get done, this one task has three steps to it. And those three steps are then assigned to somebody to make sure that these three steps are done. And then there's always, in, in this case, it would be me um, because we're at the beginning stages of it. But there's then going to be follow-up that takes place. And so, hey, Nathan, how are we with making sure 
that, the, you know, X, Y, and Z, making sure that we have the team. Have you started? Let's just say hypothetically, we choose you as the campus batter, pastor. That's not terrible the idea. I know that isn't the case, <laughs> but hypothetically, we choose you as the campus pastor, and that's step one. So step two is now we have to solidify who our core team is that's going, our core team of leaders that we could trust. And so we start working with the campus pastor. And so I have to follow up with the campus pastor, but the campus pastor then has to start recruiting and reaching out to people. And they have to start following up. And um, and then I follow up with them. I follow up with the coordinators. And so it's a lot of communication. And this is something I think that we probably did not do as well as I would have liked with Rensler, that we've learned from Rensler, and that we know in order to be successful uh, and and to, to make the time shorter, uh, we have to be able to do it. So it's a lot of action items and then following up with those action items. And if the person who's doing the action item needs more time to be able to communicate that back to the person who is following up. Or if you even forget that something needs an action item, right? You might not realize that, yeah, I promoted on, I mean, this is a terrible example. I promoted on Facebook and Instagram, but I didn't plan that I needed to uh, promote on Twitter, right? Yeah. Just some unknown item that comes in totally. play that everyone overlooked. Totally, totally. And as as you get further along, you're going to realize the closer you get, the more stuff there is to do and the more follow-through that has to take place, the more communication. And to where you're yeah. a month or two months out from your destination that you're wanting to get to there's a whole lot of communication and just think of like an airplane in the sky an airplane in the sky that's traveling at 40,000 feet uh from here to los angeles to lax from nyc to lax um it's most of the trip it's up in the air but whenever it starts descending air traffic control gets involved um and as you get closer and i'll I'll use atlanta i know better atlanta has eight different air traffic control towers for a plan to be able to lane to, to land. And so as one hits a certain altitude, they pass it off to another air traffic control tower, and then they pass it off to another, and then another. And then once they get to the ground, they're taxing and they're passing it off. So before you get to the gate, it passes through eight different um, systems in order for it to get to. So as you get closer to the destination, you're going to get more and more and more detailed in the communication and a lot more action item steps and follow through to be able to make sure that it actually gets there. And so Action items are are crucial with getting you there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Now, do you have any final thoughts about this? And I actually, this is not new. I have a final thought about this, but I'll let you go first yeah. if you have something. Um, my my final my final thought with it all is, uh, I would say this goes back to mission is is making sure that everything that you're doing ties back into your mission. And so, if you've got a clear mission and you have a clear vision of where you're going, you're going to be able to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. And this is something that yeah. we have every year gotten better and better at and simplified. And even in 2019, it's simplified even more um, to make sure that we're saying yes to the right things and no to the wrong things to be able to get us there. Yeah. Um, the one thing, if you're okay with me closing with this. Yeah, go final. ahead. This is great. Um, going back to actually episode nine that we talked about, um, if you don't plan this in, it's something that is overlooked a lot of the time and needs to be actually planned in in your yearly release. As we talked about, there's extra action items that come out, maybe things that get overlooked. Um, plan in the time of evaluation when something gets 
overlooked, right? So when something's done, realize, hey, we overlooked this. We need to make sure next time we launch a campus to remember that we have to do this. Or the next time we hire a campus pastor or do all this stuff, we need to make sure that we could do this better. You know, we did this, but next time we realize we should do this. Um, So it's something that definitely gets overlooked. Um, And as I said, if you want to look back more, you can look back at episode nine. It's in the show notes. But always remember that the process of evaluation isn't something that you should or have to do. It's something that should actually be planned into what you have to do. Yeah, and and with that, if you do, because we use Basecamp as our project management software, and what's great about Basecamp is you can you can archive a project and you can look at all the steps that you took, and then in the evaluation process, you can evaluate that. So whenever you reopen a new project, you can literally pull in the same. We actually talked steps. about this today. So did you? Did we you? did. We talked about. Um, how we launched the Rensselaer campus with equipment, and we oh, wonder yes. where the equipment oh, yeah. list was. We're like, yep, it's archived in Basecamp. We can go back and look at that, and then we can start some... start from there rather than from scratch. Yeah, yeah, and so you're constantly building on top of each other to where eventually you're able to roll these things off in a, you know six months instead of 18 months or whatever it may be because you get so used to it and because you man, save documentation and definitely – Definitely. Like we just did Fall Festival as a church, and um, we have already uh, reviewed Fall Fest. What went well? What didn't go well? What are we going to do different next year? So that next year, whenever we do it, uh, when we've already selected a different date to do it, it's going to be more effective than it was yes. this year. So. Yep. No, that's good. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening this week to the Inside Out Group. If you have any comments, questions about the waypoints of leadership or anything else, you can feel free to email us, podcast at insideoutgroup.org, or click the contact button at the top of the page. Uh, feel free to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, all that good stuff, and we'll see you all next week.